If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. R&B money! Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tank. I'm Jay Valentine. This is the R&B Money Podcast, the authority on all things R&B. Yeah. It starts somewhere. Come on, Bishop Bass. Hmm? Come there on. There is an origin. Yeah. Uh, the Bible says in the beginning. <laughs> that's what we have here on today. Yes. I, I'm, I'm talking about my beginning, where, where the love just, where the love began. For this thing right here. We got some guys in the building, Come on, man. I just want, I want to get straight to them, man. Come on. Mitchell Jones and Carl Reed yeah. of Commission. Make yeah. some noise. Thank you. Thank Listen. You. The reason for the 90s reason, R&B. The, the reason for 90s R&B. Yeah. 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 We have foundational building blocks. Sean Stockman sends his regards. Yes, he does. Just got off the phone with him. Said they're here. Sends his love. Wow. Excellent. 
Excellent. Like, okay. I, you know, I get it. You were, you were commissioned. You were called to do what you do. Yes, and, and, you, and you accepted that call and, and, and you move, um, you moved in such a way that, you know, that lives were changed. You know what I mean? Like lives, literally lives were changed without you even being there. Like, like I am one of those kids who in ninth grade discovered commission. I joined this, this gospel group called Brotherhood. And I've been in church, you know, all my life. But, you know, I moved to Maryland, new surroundings, new everything, new school. And I meet these two guys in, in choir class. And they sing. I'm like, well, I sing. We should be a group. Let's be a group. He's like, we got two other guys we're in a group with or whatever at the church down the way. So I joined the group with them, their brotherhood, and, you know, they're heavy whinings. Mm-hmm. Love the whinings. Shout out to the whinings. Love, 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 love the whinings, right? And, um, and they're like, have you heard commission? I was like, no, I have, I have not heard commission. And they put on commission. It's a wrap. <laughs> I had found somebody I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And his name was Mitchell Jones. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wow. We would argue. Like, you know how you be like, when you be a superhero from a cartoon? Yeah, yeah. When Marvel. you go outside it's and play? Marvel characters. It's yeah. Marvel characters. Yeah. I was like, I'm Mitchell. You can't be Mitchell today. You were Mitchell yesterday. It doesn't matter. I, I'm better at Mitchell than you are at Mitchell. Like, that's what we were doing. Wow. We're fighting to be Mitchell Jones. Wow. Man, I just want to say I, I appreciate all the love that you've shown us over the last few, few years, man. Yeah. And uh, all the people that came on and, yep. you know, and said something about commission. It's just good to know that commission music is still blessing people, man. And, uh, you know, these gifts that God has given us, you know, all we did was yield it back to God. Yeah. Because it's one thing to use your gift for God. Mm-hmm. Use your gift for him. See, you get performance. Mm-hmm. But when you yield it to him, you get presence. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. just thank God for how we just yielded to him. And we just want to love people with our gifts. That's all we did, man. Yeah. We love people with our gifts. And that's that's what it's all about, man. Still sharing the love of God. Mm-hmm. We were commissioned to do this. You know, mm-hmm. we were sent by God. And we just thank God. I want to thank God for you guys again. And yeah. for all the guys in commission that answered the call. Because yeah. if they didn't answer the call, it wouldn't be no commission. Yes, wouldn't, I wouldn't be here, you know. So I thank God for Fred, Michael Brooks. Keith Staten, Brooks, uh, Carl Reed, Mitchell Jones, <laughs> Park Stewart, yeah, 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 uh, phenomenal songwriter, mm-hmm. singer, yeah, and uh, uh, who else we got here? Marvin yeah. Sapp, Marvin, Marvin Sapp came in, and yeah, did his thing. Yep. You forgot Michael Williams, Michael Williams, yeah, all those guys. Answered the call, man, and I just thank God for that. Like I said, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for those guys, man. Yeah. I just thank God for, like I said, all the people that showed love to us, man, you, Jamie, and all the other people that came on, mm-hmm. and it's been a blessing to know, man. Like I said, again, that our music is still blessing people, still. man. Still. Still blessing still. people. Yeah. I still yeah. play it. I yeah. thank yeah. you for the love, too. In my car. Yeah. yeah. Period. It was my introduction to church music, to gospel. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I had never. I didn't grow up on. Obviously, I'm sure if you guys saw the, the podcast, I didn't grow up in church. So, <laughs> but the the first gospel artist I had ever heard was Commission. Ever, wow! Like before, wow. I mean, like you know, I'd, I'd heard names, but to actually listen to it, and I think I might have been like maybe 14 or 15, and 
it just and my whole life actually I grew up on as I would call it not even just R and B music I grew up on Cadillac music, right? You know what I mean? It was pimps playing <laughs> music they listened to, mm -hmm. so right. that's what I grew up on. Right. And for me, the first time hearing Commission, it wasn't a shock because I felt like it was R and B sang to God. Yeah. I hear you. Mm. For yeah. me, love personally, songs. yeah. You know, they, it was right. love songs to God, mm -hmm. yeah. more so than it was. I guess worship. Mm -hmm. It was more like if if you close your eyes, in my opinion, they felt like R and B records to God. Yeah, okay. for me, yeah. just me personally. So I think it was an easy, it was an easy transition for me to just go from you know the R and B music that I was listening to to listening to Commission as well, especially with the harmonies. Right. Mm -hmm. And by this point, Jodeci was already going. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh. This That's is where, where it comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't grow up in uh, in the gospel per se. You know, my father, uh, he introduced me to Nat King Cole. And uh, through the early, the late 60s, there was a contest uh, who can sound like Nat King Cole. And they paid $500. And my father won that. He introduced me to Nat King Cole. And Nat King Cole was the kind of guy that very technical, smooth. You know, you learn how to when to use vibrato, when not to use vibrato. Mm -hmm. Very melodic, you know what I'm right. saying? Uh -huh. Just a phenomenal singer. So that's where it started for me. Then my brother, who used to sing with dramatics, he introduced me to Stevie Wonder, Donny Hathaway, uh, Michael Jackson, and C-Dub. You know who C-Dub is, don't you? Y'all don't know C-Dub? No. Come on, man. You know who C-Dub is. I don't know C-Dub. Charlie Wilson. Oh, oh yeah, come on now. Come on now. You can't do that. Yeah, I'll do that to I me. had to do that. I had to do that. So, you, so you, you're throwing the C-dub out there. Like, you know, that's just really, yeah, that's that's really wild that, that up, you did no. that. Like, <laughs> he did it and on that's, purpose. You know, that's, that's, that's a guy. I just did a show with Charlie. So we, yeah, yeah. we oh, locked yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He called me into the office. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. And y'all sang gospel. And we, and we sang. We, we sang gospel on stage together and thank God together. Yeah. With the crowd. crowd was going crazy. Really dope. Um I think there was such a, like as he spoke on, and I know, and normally we like to go all the way back like to the beginning, like origin, and then you went there, you started going to Nat King Cole and all of that. Um, and then you got a smooth criminal sitting next to you, um, <laughs> Carl Reed, oh, who just, he's a smooth criminal. Silky, smooth. Silky and smooth. Don't miss. Like just right in here. <laughs> you see me, baby. Right in here. With the high tone. And it was such an, an amazing balance because everything was placement. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Like you guys were in, you guys were in the right places doing the right things on every song. Uh, yeah. That's hard. We tried. We, um, all of the musical backgrounds from all the guys, Fred, Michael Brooks, Mitchell, myself, Keith, singing in choirs, singing in chorals and gospel choirs in high school, uh, Mumford High School. We all went there and uh, we had some amazing teachers. And our background in Detroit, I mean, I live like maybe seven blocks away from Stevie Wonder uh, in Detroit. And uh, that was one of my first concerts. He came to Bagley like in 69. He's like, it's going to be Stevie Wonder. I said, man, y'all crazy. Stevie Wonder ain't going to come to no Bagley Elementary. And the curtain opened, and he's sitting there with the world of stuff. <laughs> and he's singing. You're like, 
It is Stevie. At your elementary school? At elementary school. That's crazy. And how old is he at this point, though? Man, Stevie probably was around 20, mm -hmm. 22, somewhere right in there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Stevie came to high school? Well, he was right up the street on Roseline. So, because he was from Saginaw, but he came to the school. And you're like, everything went through your mind about singing that was perfect. Because mm -hmm. it was Stevie, and then who was it? At mm -hmm. uh, Motown. And, you know, Motown is in the same town we in, so... We just, you know, grew up listening to mm -hmm. all the Motown sound. Mm -hmm. I mean, listening to all of the gospel sounds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a radio station called WGPR, uh, DRQ, that played a collage of music that was from soft rock to hard to, to regular gospel to whatever it was. And we learned and gleaned from people because everybody mm -hmm. learns from everybody. Mm -hmm. Nobody just shows up and says, this is who I am. It doesn't happen that way. You listen to somebody. And I think we have a collection of stuff. Mm -hmm. Fred's background, Mitchell's, yep. hearing and learning and listening and being in groups. And uh, I started singing when I was in elementary school. Mm -hmm. You know, Hollywood Swingers was one of my first tunes. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. uh, they wasn't singing it right, and I got mad. I said, man, y'all ain't singing this right. <laughs> got to get this right. And so from that point to middle school, joining the Glee Club, and then only to high school, and then uh, singing in the choir. Uh, doing solos and stuff like that, playing drums. And uh, you just, the music stuff started coming out of you, man. So I think our experience brought us to where we are now. Mm -hmm. And then all that stuff we learned. Because when you hear stuff, it's inside you. It's mm -hmm. getting in there. And you take it and you use yourself to interpret what you're hearing. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. It helps mold you and shape you. So that's where we yeah. came. That's why we came to what we're doing. So how does it get from, you know, the the, the beginnings of, you know, Nat King Cole and, and Hollywood Hollywood swingers and all of this to commissioned. How does that even? Yeah. Does it start a thing? Does it in start high school there since y'all all went to school together? Yeah, we went on me. to high school. You tell them. I'll tell you what my little part. You can tell your. Can part. I tell my part? You got the biggest part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fred and I was in high school together, so I remember meeting him. Uh, he came to my church one day, and uh, he was playing the bass. And uh, I didn't know. I didn't talk to him at that time, but I saw him in school again. I said, "Man, you, you play the bass with Gary Grace?" He said, "Yeah." So, you know, um, uh, he said, you, you go to that church? I said, yeah, I go, I go to uh, Apostolic Church of God in Christ. And so one day a friend, of, a friend of mine named Tony Claxton said, have you heard Fred sing? I said, mm. He said, come, come here, Fred, come here. So when Fred sang, I said, wow, man, you play the bass and you sing? I said, man, you, sh you should be singing, man. Mm -hmm. He said, Fred, don't sing much, but because he was playing the bass a lot. I said, you should be singing. And so Fred, and he told Fred, he said, Fred, you need to listen to Mitchell. So I sang something. He sang, uh, I think, one of the Donnie songs. I sang one of the Donnie songs. And I said, wow. I said, man, we need to do, we need to do something. So we sang in the talent show. Mm -hmm. And it went pretty good. Did you sing a gospel record in the talent show? Uh, everything was changed. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. And it went well. So we said, man, we got to do something. So from that point, I knew Fred and I was going to be together, you know, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I just feel like at that time we were probably answering the call but didn't know it yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? Of course. And so um, later on we had another group called Apostles, me, Tony Horn, Tony Claxton, and Fred. And we didn't sing much around the city, but we sang in church, in our church. Mm -hmm. uh, then we started singing in a group called Saved, mm. and that we did our first 45. Okay. And that was a phenomenal experience to hear yourself. You know, when you sing and you get a chance to see what see what it sounds like on the tape. Studio. Yeah, yeah, yourself right. studio. Yeah, yeah. And that was a phenomenal experience. And we was excited about that 45 we did. But then that group broke up. 
So Fred started playing with the whiners. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He started playing bass with the whiners. And he was singing with them a little bit, too. Right. And so he said, hey, man, listen. Just hold up, man. You know we're going to do something. So Keith and Carl were singing in the group. And they did something in high school as well. I'm going to let them tell that. But I started singing with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I said, when I started singing with them guys, I was like, we started singing around the city. It was like, oh, man, they're going to be like the new whinings, or they're going to be like the whinings. I said, man, I can't wait to Fred. I can't wait to Fred get in this. Yeah. And they was like, who is Fred? I said, you know, Fred, you know, who should sing with me and save? And he said, right. and I knew it. I didn't even ask him, could he be in it? Because I knew, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, because I knew me and Fred right. was going to be together yeah. regardless. Regardless. Yeah. Right. Regardless, we was going to be together. So when I said, you know, man, I can't wait to Fred get in this, they said, oh, yeah. So when Fred came and he heard the band, the band wasn't real good. It was okay. But Fred had a group called The Unit. Michael Brooks, Michael Williams. Wow. Yeah. Mike Wright and Fred. And they used to play around the city, you know, um, weddings and things like that. So Fred kind of connected the band together. And I remember the first time we sang, Michael Brooks came and played the song called The City and we learned it. Uh-huh. Man, when we sang It's a City in the Distance, I, we couldn't even finish, man. We ran out of there like, oh, my God. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> what in the world? What in the world? So we knew it was something that God put together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We all, that's why I said in the beginning, I'm glad everybody answered the call. Because if everybody didn't answer the call, it wouldn't be no commission. So mm-hmm. even in the word commission, uh, I remember Fred, we was talking one day, and he said, man, we got to think of a name. I said, he said, uh, you know, we commission officers, you know, because we went to the service together. He said, you like commission officers. I said, hmm, that sounds like a good name right there. And in the name, it says right there, God chosen us. And he sent us. He's the one who put it together. Mm-hmm. And, man, we from then on, man, we just went around the city, went around you know, the world, and just began to share the love of God. Man, it's been a blessing ever since. I'm going to let Carl finish that. Yeah. 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 I don't know what else I can do. <laughs> no, uh, my experience was the same church, singing in church. Keith and I went to the same church. I mean, we were friends as as almost like toddlers at Bethlehem Temple. Mm-hmm. And so when his dad started the church, my family used to help start the church with him. But uh, in high school, you know, I was in the glee club singing and stuff, and then we were singing at church. So one day after service, uh, we stood around the piano and started singing. And I'm like, Keith, man, we should start a group. You know, let's do that. Because my cousin played like classic piano. So he was playing. And so we started singing songs. So we would sing Andrew Kraut songs, stuff like that. And the next thing you know, we started the group um, Sounds of Joy. Mm. And uh, we were trying to get his brother to join, but his brother wanted to do preaching. So he didn't, you know, preachers either got to sing or either got to preach. And so he preached. Oh, you can't do both? Uh, you can do both, yeah, but it's yeah, not going to yeah, work for you. Yeah. Okay. You got you to right, go right. a whole hog one way or another. And so he went preaching. So... Keith was auditioning for a group called Blessed. And Mitchell went to the rehearsal. And when he went to the rehearsal, he was hearing Keith sing. He's like, one of them was like, man, you can really sing. And Keith's like, man, we got a group called Sounds of Joy. You should come check us out. And so Mitchell came over. Now, mind you, I knew Mitchell from high school and seen him at church. So it was high school and church for us, Fred, Michael Williams, all those guys. And so he invited him to one of our rehearsals. So Mitchell came in, he listened to us, and then everybody doesn't know, but Mitchell plays and writes songs. So he sat on the piano and said, sing this. So he started playing, and me and um, uh, Keith started singing the parts he gave us, and we was like, oh, my God, 
Mitchell, do you want to be with us? And he's like, oh, yeah. And Absolutely. he kept on playing. <laughs> and then he said, man, I can't wait to Fred get in here. We're like, Fred? Yeah, that'll be the fourth guy. Cool, cool. So from that point, Mitchell was a liaison to get us connected with Fred. Fred hooked us up with the unit. And that's what the commission was. Those seven guys started the group commission back in 1982. 82. 82. Wow. Now, I know some of y'all probably weren't born then, but that's how long ago it was. We started doing what we were doing. Well, five so, years old. Five. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> six. Wow. <laughs> nah. But that's how long ago it was. And so we started um, pursuing to get a, a manager, right? And uh, we had some crazy experiences getting the managers and uh, working, doing gigs, putting money together, and getting in the studio. Because that was the goal. We got to get in the studio and do a record. But we got to get a manager. And so... Um, Fred knew the winers manager, Derek Dirksen. And so he went to him and said, hey, man, would you like to manage us? He's like, I'm managing the winers. I'm a, why would I manage y'all? So he, he gave him a no. But we kept going. We met some other managers. didn't turn out to be that. It was probably maybe two months later, he was dismissed from uh, the winings. And he put that phone call in and said, hey, listen, you guys still available? He's like, yeah. I guarantee you I'll get you a record deal. Just give me two weeks. Sure enough, two weeks later, he had a record deal with Light Records with, through Larry Strauss, and they gave us a, a lease agreement, right? Which ain't a record deal. It's just, if this one works, y'all get some more. Yeah, we on, right, right. Okay. So we put that one out. I'm Going On came out July uh, 13th, 1985. Yeah, yeah. Hit on the radio, like, we on the radio. We on the radio. Playing I'm Going On. Next that's, you know. But that's three years. That's three years. It took us three years to get from meeting, rehearsing together, mm -hmm. getting to know everybody, meeting the manager, and getting a record deal. That was three years. July 13th. You know, you don't forget those dates. And then we, the rest is history, man, song after song. So they came back maybe six months later and said, listen, we want to sign you out to a real contract. Uh, can we get four more options? And we was like, four more? Oh, yeah. So we signed for four more with Light, Light Records. So we did, um, um, actually we did six with uh, Light Records. Yeah, they put, they gave six options. They gave us, we did the one and they gave us five more. Yeah, I know them, so, I know them contracts. So in the, in the gospel world. Yes. The business side of it. How different is it from the R&B side? I mean, I mean, obviously you guys have always done gospel, but I'm saying as far as just, um, the point structure, the money structures, like, is it better? Is it worse? Is it like, did y'all make some real money off of, you know, these first deals or how does that go? Absolutely no. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Okay. So y'all was, was doing it for the Lord. Y'all was doing it for the Lord. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> it's a world of difference in the gospel than it is. The budgets are a lot bigger. Um, even how they do radio, everything is different mm -hmm. in gospel than what they do it in secular radio as far as So it's bigger promotion. in gospel? No, you, no, you said it's bigger in, in, in R&B. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's way bigger in yeah. R&B. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's, once we got going, we really want, man, we really want to get a secular deal because yeah. they got the budgets, they got the marketing. Yeah. Oh, man, it's a different world. So if you remember, do you remember what y'all signed for? I would love what to know. What we signed for? Yeah. yeah. We didn't get nothing. We just signed. Huh? We got nothing. We just signed for the more <laughs> options, period. I think our first but budget- not, But not more money. No. I think, our, I think okay. our, probably our first okay. budget may right. have been like 25000 maybe. To make the record, to, to, to finish- For y'all to eat, for everything. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because so in gospel, Ooh. you only make your money if you travel okay. on the road. Or right? just road money. On yeah. the road money. You know, the budgets for marketing and all that stuff for radio and everything, it's nowhere near secular. No. Right. So we just had to go with the flow. And, um, you know, um, to answer your question, my friend, <laughs> absolutely not. You had to keep your day job. To sing gospel, and that's the part. So it's like the old NBA days <laughs> when, they, when they score forty and still have to go be a fireman. That's the, <laughs> that's the part that bothered me, you know, so much when when I was in gospel um, about the industry is because you know I was I was kind of dabbling in R and B as a writer and a producer. Okay, but you know we had our group um, called Psalms. Yeah, it was church last, name. The last group I was in. Yeah, church right. name. So we, but everything, everything y'all been saying is all things I've seen in the Bible. Bless say Psalms. Listen, it's all, it's, it's all in some way, shape, or form. It's got some Bible related. To give me some church offering real quick. Give me a cracker. So, Ruby, you got wine? I just, I, I, I went into this space where, like, and I told this story before, where I went and saw. Um, I went and saw Immature perform uh-huh. when I was writing and producing for this girls group. And and at that time, we had the hottest group in the city. Like mm-hmm. we DC, Maryland, Virginia. Like we, uh-huh. were, we were the guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I thought we were doing something as we would, you know, kind of set up our mics and, and sing our songs and have our band playing. I, I thought we were, <laughs> we're, we were, doing we're doing something. I thought, I thought we were. <laughs> And I watched Immature, three little kids, put on a show in an arena. I watched them go crazy. I'm watching the musicians. I'm like, those are church guys. I'm listening to the tracks play. I'm hearing the effects, the back. I'm like, what, are, what is that? He's playing the NPC with you. Uh, you guys were the first guys I saw do that, though. NPC? But yeah. I'm watching. I'm like, and I thought to myself, I was like, with 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 this with this amazing message that we have, right? And 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 we're such great singers. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to follow these three little kids because we're missing something. Why can't we be as why can't we have as much show for God as they have for whoever they have it for? You know a spot, but not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made, 
and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why can't we? And I was on a mission. I had dancers. I had lights. Uh I had the tracks. I had everything. Uh And the church couldn't handle the power. The power went out. Your show horrible. <laughs> it was hor- like we was coming out and everybody was like, everybody couldn't believe what was happening. Was like, <laughs> I was like, you smell something bad. It was bad, and well, and, <laughs> and so we, you know, we got. I got to get on the piano. We got to just finish it out yeah. and just, with, you know. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, okay, that just means we have work to do. But in everybody else's mind, it was. No, that's not of God. And I'm like, how does something being difficult 
become not of God? Like, how, how does that work? Like, this is our first time doing this. And this is, you know, all that dancing and all that outfitting and showboating. I said, it's not showboating. These are the gifts he gave us. Gave us. I'm trying to use my gifts to the max for him. Mm-hmm. What, what is wrong with that? Mm-hmm. And and I got kicked out of that group. Not kicked. Maybe they left me in the group. And I was in the group by myself at that, you know. <laughs> It because I it really had bu- a des- it wasn't enough budget. I had it wasn't enough, but I had a desire to do something big for God, uh-huh. and everywhere I went, nobody wanted to do that. So I started dabbling in R and B where I knew they wanted to do big things, and out comes Kirk Franklin with Stomp, and I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm up in arms. Mm-hmm. I told you. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> That we can celebrate God as big as we want. That's right. <laughs> right. But, but, but it comes down to the money. Ultimately. But, but what I'm saying is that, what I'm saying is that, and it all comes down to consumer, right? Consumption, right? And how many people, who, who's consuming the product and how many people are consuming. And that kind of dic- mm-hmm. dictates the market, right? Mm-hmm. But I just felt like, I'm just giving you my, my path. I just felt like with such a powerful message, they, we, they should, there should be millions for marketing. There should be hundreds of thousands for budget. You know what I'm saying? It's just my thinking mm-hmm. because of what we're representing. Mm-hmm. And right. it just wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Even now. Right. Now that they've seen where breakout artists like a Mary Mary, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Ty Tribbett. All these will have breakout moments. You see that it's possible. You see it. They're doing arenas. They're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I get, I get, I get passionate, passionate upset. About yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I don't know. But those budgets are so different, and I just don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that it's fair. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think you should give up, though. You know, for people that's coming up in the music, when they have a dream, you know, uh, a vision of what they feel God want them to do, mm-hmm. don't stop. You know what I'm saying? Just because you have, you've been discouraged, you might be discouraged by the people that don't accept it. You got to keep on pushing it. You know, yeah. that's why Kirk Franklin come out. I'm pretty sure he got uh, ridiculed for some things he did. Commission. Mm-hmm. When we first started, oh, man, absolutely. they was talking about, they was, man, that ain't going to work. But we kept going. We didn't stop. And I think for anybody that's coming into the gospel, don't stop. You know, keep going. You know, find some support. Find somebody to support you. I think that's more of a testament of, of you guys being able to break through without having the same resources needed to do such a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. y'all were really... Y'all were really in the streets with this music. Like church to church, door yeah. to door. Like I saw you guys at Evangel Church wow. on Central Avenue. Okay. Kid. And I'm just like, I'm trying to worship God and not worship you guys. But I'm like, they look like this is like before Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> They're all Jesus. <laughs> but see, but see what, what what you probably recognize was is that you were the person that we were doing that for. Mm. Because we didn't get the support, like the quartet or the mm. choir, the stuff mm. like that. We had it purposed in our hearts that we were going to do it because we didn't have to just do quartet. Mm-hmm. We could give music to where if a person just came out of the street and wanted to come to church, they could hear our music and say, wait, wait a minute, that's gospel. Yep. Man, that, that relates to me. Yeah. You know, that was I my can next feel question. that. That, yeah. that relates yeah. to me. And yeah. so what we did was... If they were playing the prophet on stage, we wanted the prophet on stage. If they had the DX7, we want you know, DX7 back in the day. Come on now. We want DX7. Yeah, I know. 
if they had lights, we got yeah. lights. Fog. Yeah. If they had smoke, mm-hmm. we gonna do smoke. Oh, yeah. And we mm-hmm. did our first concert, and we had smoke, lights, glitter, you name it. We had it because we felt like we had to be excellent. But the, the power didn't go out on y'all though. The power no. didn't go out because we were an older church. This is why they're commissioning. Why are you doing R&B now? <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't do that at church, you see. What we did... <laughs> so bad. <laughs> we, had to do, we had to go to the venues mm-hmm. that had the power for okay. us. And you sell tickets. And sometimes we did venues and they were selling alcohol in the, 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 out in the vestibule or whatever, like Fox Theater, places like that, State Theater. We, we wanted to be there because we thought that gospel people deserve to have the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And so we... So y'all took it outside of the church. We took mm-hmm. it outside the church. Wherever they having concerts, that's where we want to have a concert. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And so it, you know, it took a while for it to catch on, mm-hmm. right? You know, when you're a trailblazer, and I, I think we trailblazers in 100%, some ways. You 100%. Know, first people that went out west didn't get to live in all the good stuff. They mm-hmm. had to trailblaze. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that they're doing now, riding on tour buses, flying places. Man, we were on vans with smoke coming through the bottom going to do gigs because we knew we had a purpose we were going to break this ceiling we're going we're going to take this professional stuff to where it needs to go and raise raise the awareness of the people y'all we deserve more mm-hmm. than just yeah. have a church that's an organ the keyboard won't play mm-hmm. the lights go out yeah we felt like man we want to show how much them like how much to do does it cost to bring the trust in for the lights oh that's going to be bring it in give them two more thousand bring them in and that's what we aspire to and it took us a while to get it going but after a while, it started catching on, not just for us, but it started catching on for other people. Mm-hmm. And they started wanting the same thing because they saw us do it. We probably didn't get paid that night, mm-hmm. right? Mm. But they saw a show. Yeah, so and they different. went home and said, man, I'm going to the next one. So we were building something. And it takes a while to build something. And that's mm-hmm. what we did. We took, up, we took our time building something. Yeah. And it's where you see people doing stuff now. They, we were the first ones that did that yeah. back yeah. in the 80s. And... I mean, we're not sorry that we had to suffer, but somebody got to suffer. Somebody has mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Somebody got to suffer. Yeah. yeah. And R&B is the same way. Somebody had to suffer. Absolutely. Oh, we, we know. Get there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know. We, we know. Yeah. It. You answered my next question because it was. I was getting ready to go to the place where what was behind the design of orchestrating the music in such a way. Because, like, for me, it was the first time I had heard a first person point of view, like you were singing from God's point of view, like okay. I am here, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or, you know, in the, in the reverse, hold me, like, mm-hmm. like you're, like you're singing to God, but it's like, it's I definitely like, thought I'm here was an R&B jam. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> it's like, these are songs. These are like, let's say you're in a, in a marriage or something. Yeah. You could sing these to your wife, like, yeah. Or, yeah. or, you know, like what, what, what made you do that? Well, if Mitchell was secular, really. No. Hallelujah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Um, my partner, uh, part, partner, my writer, writing partner, Park Stewart, mm-hmm. such a phenomenal, to me, he's one of my top 10 writers. Yeah. Phenomenal lyricist. I mean, number one, number one. He, mm-hmm. He's my number one guy, you know, yeah. so. Um, you hear that? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's number phenomenal. one guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal lyricist, man, and, uh, <clears throat> and singer, too. You know, very melodic, you know. Uh, Sam Cooke was his guy, you know. <laughs> mm. Phenomenal. Mm. And uh, we got together, man. I remember uh, somebody, somebody was telling me, man, you got to meet Parks. You got to meet Parks, man. Y'all so much alike. And somebody was telling him, you got to meet Mitch. You got to meet Mitch. 
So we met. And, man, we met. We hit it off so well, man. I found out that he hooped. And I hoop, so we did a lot of things, a lot of things in common. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. You know, now I, we got the gospel hoop. You know, I, 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 you know, you know just, John them used to hoop. They used to have a hoop after the concert. Everybody, yeah, everybody say they hoop. Hey, listen, we, we all from the same chance, places. You know, we ask, all from ask the same John place. in a couple of guys. I'm going to ask John. I'm sure I'm going to ask him. You know, ask Isaac. Ask Isaac. I'm going to ask Isaac. Isaac can't hoop to save his life. You might not want to ask him this. And that's take six. Okay. And the Brian McKnight asked mm. those guys. Oh, yeah, y'all. He yeah. running it off. Oh, yeah, he yeah, running yeah, it off. What he's saying is, yeah. ask about me. Ask about me. You got your translation. You fucked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we hit it off, man. And um, a lot we a lot of things we had in common. And so Parks brought uh, I Am Here to me. And, uh, you know, it comes out of our experience with God, you know, our relationship with God. And it was more than relationship. It was fellowship. You think about relationship, mm-hmm. a marriage without love is no, is no marriage. You know what I'm saying? So you got to have this relationship is a love and love relationship with God. And God wants to share his love with us. He wants us to know that he loves us and he want to love us on a personal level. So when we see that kind of love coming to us, we say, man, God want to share this love with everybody. Mm-hmm. What kind of love is it? It's a perfect God loving imperfect people perfectly. Mm-hmm. And that's what commission is all about. We want to let everybody know we are, all, none of us are perfect. Absolutely. But this perfect God loves these imperfect people perfectly. Mm-hmm. We want to share that same love. And God has, uh, he is love. So therefore, he's expressing himself through us. When we give ourselves to him fully, then he has full possession of us. He can have full expression through us. Mm-hmm. And God want to tell you how much he loves you. So he want to tell us all. He want to show us all. So we got together and wrote them songs, man. Like I am here, hold me, you know, cry on. Oh, let's let's dive. Let's let's dive. I'm going too fast. Let's dive. Let's let's, let's dive. He run off the pits. Let's man. dive. Yeah. I am here. Let's start there. Okay. We'll start dissecting some things. This is you. You did this. Yes, sir. <laughs> so we had a mic. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> What was going into the melody, right? Was it just because of the dynamics in your voice that those things came out? Or was that the melody? That was the melody? That, that, them in there. Yeah. That's the melody. Oh, yeah. What's important is, is interpretation. Of course. You, we have to write songs where the melody matches the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If we have dark chords, then we might want to talk about, you know, situation, trouble, different situations like that. If it's bright, we want to talk about joyful situations. Mm-hmm. So interpretation everything. I'll give you an example. And I don't, I don't want to swell nobody, but it's a, um, it's a song called, uh, I don't want to say that. If I'm if I'm um, saying I want to fly away, mm-hmm. why would I sing a melody like I want to fly away? No, I would mm-hmm. say I want to fly away. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm taking mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Yeah. So interpretation is mm-hmm. everything. So when we're writing a song, we want to make sure not that you hear will hear me, but that you hear what I'm saying because the message right. is more important than me. Of course, you see what I'm saying. Sometimes we as singers we get in the way. 
we do too many things. We get distracted by trying to get me over rather than the message over. And the message. And so Parks and I, that's the, I, that's the way we do it. When we're writing, mm -hmm. we're trying to find the right melody to go with this song. We're trying to make sure that the melody is matching the words. Right. And I, and I feel you. But there was subtle difficulties within those melodies. Mm -hmm. When you say difficulties, what do you mean? Just this little, little clicks, right? Just that fast. That well, were just like those tastes. Those tasty little morsels. Well, my brother, my brother told me, he said, um, when he introduced me to Stevie, Donnie, um, Michael Jackson, and Charlie, he said, listen, what you want to do is you want to imitate them. First thing is imitate. Mm -hmm. The second thing is assimilate. The third thing is master. The fourth thing I'm sorry. The third thing is, uh, what I say? Imitation, mm -hmm. simulation, mm -hmm. master, master, and innovation, innovator. So when you... Come on, talk about it. When you learn those, you first mm -hmm. get it and you try to, you know, you're imitating, you're taking it in. Those Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, Donnie Hathaway, learning those little things. Then you assimilate it, you kind of perfect it a little bit. Then you make it your own, you master it. Mm -hmm. Then you become an innovator. Not everybody becomes an innovator. No, they don't. Some Mitchell people Jones. stand yeah. imitating. <laughs> mm -hmm. They may imitate the next person, yeah. the next person, the next, and they never mm -hmm. find their style. Okay, so let's break it down. The crack. Yeah, this guy. That's Michael. Is the crack Michael? Well, yeah. <laughs> Stevie do the crack too? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Stevie there too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't like your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And then I know the I know the fast switches in the middle are are Stevie and, and Charlie. Donnie. And Donnie too. And Donnie, Donnie too. Donnie, but yeah. the but but the vibrato is like a mix of Donnie, I think, and Charlie. Okay. That's what I think. Don't leave Nat King Cole out of there now. With the vibrato. That's I true. hear a lot of Nat. What Nat, Nat, Nat is it's, Nat. What Nat teaches you is the importance of melody and tone and articulation. He had phenomenal tone mm -hmm. and melody, mm -hmm. and he he would interpret the song right. He wouldn't get in the way, so that the message when the message get over, we all get over. But when I get over, the message get lost. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So uh, important thing is, right. and see, musicians do the same thing. Yes. They may overplay and play before yep. you know it. It's crowded. Keyboards gonna have a spot. The bass gonna have a spot. Yeah. The a guitar gonna have a spot. But when they all just doing stuff, it's all in the way. The message is no longer clear. Yeah. The message gotta be clear and understood. Not, so melody we, is so important. We never lost the message in in even through like what I what I would dare to say the innovative melodic mm -hmm. choices that you guys made. We never lost them. It made the message that, more, that much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Because it was like we were receiving the message in a way we hadn't heard it before. Yeah. Which just blew our minds completely. Yeah. And an end from a perspective we hadn't heard it right. from before. Did you guys have to fight for that? As far as creative yeah, from yeah. a creative standpoint, either with the label or even just within the church? I don't know so much about it. The label didn't really fight us. Unless they didn't like, we, you know, you have the session, you sit down, mm -hmm. we're going to, this song, we're pitching songs. Okay. If they didn't like a song, 
it wasn't that they didn't don't do it, don't do the song. It maybe go back to the table and do something else. Mm-hmm. And so um, they left the creative stuff to the producers, okay. mm-hmm. and I, and they left the interpretation up to the singers mm-hmm. of what we of what we did because it kind of like looked we kind of like looked like we knew what we was doing mm-hmm. when we did what we did because when we brought something to you it was that, but we just didn't stay there. We evolved to more and more stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So. Um, but it's like I said, it's a collage of all the stuff we heard. Mm-hmm. And then making sure you stick stuff. See, discipline singing is hard to do if you don't have nobody around you that makes you be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Jones is like, do this. No, don't do that. Do this. Fred, don't do this. Do that. And so you have to have yeah. people that will challenge you. Got you. Because got you. Yeah, if you hang around with mediocre people, you're going to be 100%. mediocre. 100%. So you got to have somebody that's going to challenge you mm-hmm. and pick stuff out. Like, right. I didn't really sing false. When I was in the first group, mm-hmm. I didn't start singing false until we started commission. Now that's all I do is sing false. I know I'm singing false. What's the name of the song? Okay, mm-hmm. okay, I'm doing false. Cruising, chilling. So, so it's yeah. people have the ability, mm-hmm. talented people, yeah. mm-hmm. have the ability to pull stuff out of you. Mm-hmm. A great producer, Mitchell, yeah. great producer, pulls stuff out of you you didn't think mm-hmm. you had. Right, right. So a producer makes a real big yeah. difference. Where you going? Mm-hmm. How you sound? How you evolve into mm-hmm. a singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you gotta surround yourself with people that challenge oh, yeah. you. Oh yeah. Yeah. One of the things we uh, Parks and I would do would would be like if we sing a uh, a verse here, we make sure that the next the next line will complement the last line. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then the next line will set up the next line. Yeah. So that it's going somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's making right. you. Mm-hmm. Great story. Feel it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So it's important that each line complements the next line. Mm-hmm. Just don't sing anything. You know what I'm saying? But make sure the melody is right. Make sure the message is clear. We listen back and say, is that is that clear enough? Is it a better melody? Because if, if you, when you play a chord, there's certain notes in that chord that I can sing. There's one melody in there that'll make the chord set out. Yes, of course. And there's some yeah. notes I can sing that don't make the cool. cool. So yeah, we, we want to make right. sure that the chords, the melody, all that fits so that the message become more clear. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of like invites you more into it. Yeah. And I think there's a thing that, that you know, you, you said earlier about presence mm-hmm. in a vocal. Yeah. And not having to do a lot if you truly have presence yeah. within your vocal. Let's get to you, Carl. Uh, Secret Place, is that what we're doing? <laughs> can we go there? Can you, you, can, can, you, go there? can you go there? Can, can, can you, we talk about that? Let's talk about it. Play a little bit for me, just so you can get ready for it. A little, just a little bit of secret place. Yeah, yeah. Please, I wanna go. <laughs> From the pen of some very good writers. Um, I grew up listening to some a uh, lot of different people. One of my favorite singers was uh, Bobby Caldwell. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, here, God here. rest, God rest his soul. Yes, he just passed sir. away. Mm-hmm. Great singer, interpreting and the songs and stuff. And uh, I used to always we we did a lot of van rides and stuff. Everybody brought their own music. I brought my music. I brought Chicago. Mm-hmm. I brought uh, Bobby Caldwell. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you reach back and get a little Toto. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I used Absolutely. to listen. I oh, like yeah. Phil Perry. Yeah, yeah. I, I like God. They didn't do a whole. They didn't do a whole bunch of running, but they you felt you felt, you felt absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. You 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 felt them when they did it, yeah. and they interpreted the song. So, you know, I tried to pride myself on singing, you know, songs like that. My brothers used to was in a rock band, if you can believe it, 
and uh, doing rock. I know y'all probably never heard of Acre Winner, Johnny Winner, old rock and rollers. <laughs> and uh, you know, you hear them, you, 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 you downstairs listening to under the door, and they listening to that music, because you're too little, you ain't supposed to be down there no way, but you're hearing those things. So what you're hearing will have an influence on you, help you develop your style and all that stuff. So I listened to all that kind of stuff. And so Secret Place was birthed out of us listening to some styles. And when they heard that, they wrote that song, Secret Place. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of sounds like uh, Heart of Mine. Um, uh, the, the style was more of a adult contemporary Yes, it style. was. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You yeah. sang it. Yeah. And so that's why I was the, the adult contemporary guy. Fred wrote songs like that. Mitchell would put me on. I thank Mitchell, man, because he let me sing some of those R&B songs. Like, I Am Here, he let me sing a verse on that. <laughs> I appreciate him putting me in the do R&B vein. So Clean. But I, but he had it in there. Yeah. So you take somebody to pull stuff out of you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Take yeah. a coach. And so Secret Place is one of the signature songs that we did. And... Uh, but it was the thing about Bad Ones, it's melodic. You were floating. It's just, yeah. and you got to yeah, flow with the melodic. You was floating right. on yes, Secret sir. Place. Yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, Mitchell, I'm talking about, man, I ain't never heard no heavy fast like yours. I'm like, I'm just singing, oh, yeah. man, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, when you're singing fast, there's always a break line between natural. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. And that what's called. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of stuff, I had to sing it hard to do fast. Mm-hmm. Mitchell, man, he got that head fast. He can sing in his head that fast and make it them notes. But it was a, Interpretation, interpretation song for me doing mm-hmm. Secret Place. So we're the false guys. The I false sang guys. false in my group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you get older, that's all you can do is yeah, do yeah. false. Yeah, my, my, <laughs> listen, my false is, is the last man standing. <laughs> uh, listen, my chest voice is giving me issues, yes. right? But my false, yeah, you don't want this work. Right. False nasty. <laughs> and the, and the, and the people feel it. Mm-hmm. The people mm-hmm. can really feel the false when you do the false. When you oh, do it Because right. it pulls on a certain heartstring when you yes, do it that's, yeah. that's true. It's almost like crying almost Yeah. when you do the false. So yeah. um, that's what commission, being in a commission, pulled out those talents yeah. and pulled out those gifts that you didn't know you had. Yeah. That's crazy. And I was singing false the whole time in my group, and a guy in my group could actually sing first soprano and it's natural. Wow. And I looked at him like, that's crazy. and I, we didn't know for years. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah, didn't even know it? We though. didn't even know it. One day we just testing range and he starts doing it. Yeah. I'm looking at him like this. <laughs> I'm not going there. So you got me getting lightheaded all <laughs> concert. Bad, you can do this in your chest. Right. Right. <laughs> so we broke right. up. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with Intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. We had a lot to contend with, but we knew we were supposed to be here. Yeah. And do what we did. We did it for God wanted us to do it, and we knew we would hopefully would influence people to do what they were supposed to do. To be called to do. Yeah. And I I think we inspired a few people. Boys to Men, Jodeci, Jagged Edge, Tank, Drew Hill. Drew Hill. Like, you can just go down the list of everything that came after y'all in R&B music was attached some way. Yeah. Some way. Wow. Some way. Melodically. One way or another. I mean, wow. a, couple, a couple artists that probably stole some, some melodies and lyrics. Still. You know, but, you know. <laughs> Still. It's, That's amazing. Yeah. 
I'm, 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 I'm shook. She got over there. Mm-hmm. I know y'all listen to R&B music sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> influences from back in the day oh yeah we would like to know your <laughs> top five your top five top five your top You gonna sing them wild notes in front of commission, man? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you hit every nice note too. Absolutely, you hit it right. Let's start with you, Mitchell Jones. Your top five R and B singers. Donny Hathaway. Mm. Mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Yep. C Dub. C Dub. I'm not gonna get that over again. I know who that is. Um. <laughs> uh, Charlie Wilson, if y'all starting late, stop. See, dub is Charlie Wilson. Aretha. Mm. Michael. Yeah. Mm. Michael. Michael Jackson. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Michael had grown men trying to sing yeah. like him at nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's different. Yeah. Um, you want some, you want some of this, Carl? I want to take some of it. Um, mm-hmm. Mine might be. I'm gonna have to take some of Mitchell's too. Okay, just a little bit. Um, I'm gonna have to say Stevie Wonder because he's the first secular artist I ever seen saw sing live when I was about eleven. And he from your neighborhood. And he from the hood. (laughs) (laughs) From the hood. Um, this I'm. This probably gonna catch you off by surprise. People, Bryson. What do you mean? Now, people is cold. People. People is I used to cold. Listen to people. He really mm-hmm. is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was studying and sitting and listening. I'm like, people got a twin because he, he he doubling his vocal. <laughs> people sold that though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Any of them. Yeah. People, Bryson. Love that. Um, I got to say Charlie Wilson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Man, I loved Whitney Houston. Oh yeah, the voice. Whitney Houston was like it was amazing. I loved her, and if I have to say old old school, I really did like Marvin Gaye. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he was a crooner, soulful crooner. Yes, he was uh, very passionate when you hear him singing, and he lived in the hood, same neighborhood. Same no, what way? He lived on uh, Outer Drive. He actually recorded. 
um, um, uh, let's make love tonight in his living room on Auto Drive. Marvin Gaye. He's right in the hood. So those are my top five. You feel all right. Yeah, right there. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, got to give it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep on dancing. Mm-hmm. Backyard party. Yeah. Wasn't supposed to be there because I'm a church boy. Mm-hmm. But I was, I would go over there. He's around. I would go over there. <laughs> sneaking there. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all doing? What y'all doing? <laughs> what y'all doing over there? <laughs> Looking through the You don't see me. You don't see me. Get out of here, quiet boys. You see the Lord, you tell him I'm not here. <laughs> tell him I'm not here. All right, top five R&B songs, Mr. Jones. Uh, Ribbon in the Sky, mm-hmm. Steve Wonder. Mm-hmm. Donnie Hathaway, a song for you. Mm. Um, Charlie Wilson, Keep Running. Mm. Luther, House is Not On. Mm. Yeah. Okay. 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 And... Um, so I know our I know that Earth Wind and Fire is not a solo, but no, no, don't have to be solo. It is, it is. After the love's gone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That's my fire. That's musicianship wow. at its finest. Oh yeah, Earth Wind and Fire. Mm-hmm. Its finest. What you got, Carl? What you got? What you will do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do for love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bobby Caldwell. You mm-hmm. thought of a brother right there. On the, uh, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked Stevie. Um, I liked um, Peter Cetera. I mean, you got to sing the song. Me. The song is huh? Stevie's song. What song is Stevie did? That you said. Songs. Is it the song? songs. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Overjoyed. Oh, my goodness. Come on, man. Yeah. Stevie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just called. To say, I love you. I sang that to a girl one time. Uh, <laughs> that could have been a commission song. Starting to come out. Sure could. Sure could. Sure Starting could. to come out. <laughs> he said, no, that wasn't a panties, no. Come to find out. Go, John. Uh, um, uh, and I will always love you. Mm, Whitney yeah, Houston. Yeah. That's like one of the all times because you kill me. Mm-hmm. I got one more. Yeah. Um, and I love this song as a little boy. I'm gonna knock on your door, mm-hmm. knock on your window pane. Uh, Aretha. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Can't go wrong with Aretha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. At all. Y'all are naming all historical facts <laughs> at a high level. Um, let's do the let's do, let's do a Voltron. Voltron. Let's put together your ultimate R&B artist. We're going to mix it between the both of y'all. Okay? So what we're going to do is you're going to build your R&B artist. You're going to get the vocal for the artist, the performance style for the artist, the styling of the artist, the passion of the artist. And, you know, since we have so much uh, creative excellence in the building, who's going to write and produce for that artist. So we'll start with you, Mitch. Who are you going to get the vocal from for that artist? Donnie. Mm-hmm. Donnie Hathaway. Real fast with that. Just real yeah, fast. Donnie. <laughs> Carl, who are you going to get the performance style from? Man, showmanship. Uh, it's got to be Michael. 
Mm-hmm. It's yeah. gotta be Mike. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And singing like um, what he just come on. Man. Yes, sir. Passion. Who you gonna get the styling from? Yeah, since you started the the, since you started the Gumby. Yeah, you got the Gumby. You know what I'm saying? Y'all brought the street culture to the church, and you know them threads and them party shirts, guest jeans, pencil pocket. Well, you know Marvin Gaye had the style. Oh yeah, Marvin Gaye had the style. Yeah, Marvin Gaye had the style. You can't tank, lose. Tank still wearing the beanie to this day. He still got right. the this Marvin, Marvin beanie on today. Right, you got this, this is Marvin. Mm-hmm. Marvin is um, Marvin. The passion of the artist, the heart of the artist, mm. who mean it. They really mean it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Mitchell took the last one. Marvin, I thought Marvin meant it when he sang it. You can uh-huh. you can double up. You on can Marvin. double up on Marvin, huh? What you say? Go with Aretha. Let's go with Aretha, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't lose. You can't lose. Okay, I go the, with Aretha. The first chorus collaboration of South Five on the Army Money Podcast. Yeah, because yeah. that's what we did all the time. <laughs> all right, well, I'm gonna go with Aretha. Come on, man. Let's go with Aretha. Yeah, that's 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 pretty fire. That's pretty fire. Um, um, who's writing for this artist? I got two people, but I, can I can I name both of them? Come on, yeah. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at you, but I'm, I'm gonna see what you say. Um, Peter. Oh, you talking about David Foster? David Foster. Mm. Mm. David Foster, phenomenal writer. Phenomenal. Phenomenal writer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, how do, you, how do you argue David Foster? You can't <laughs> throw a really big name out he's there. He's right. I mean, he's a phenomenal writer, man. Phenomenal. Right. Love Parks, but I mean, you, you can go. <laughs> I can go. I have no qualm with you saying David Foster. I have no qualm with talking private. Uh, <laughs> you definitely should have wrote some R&B records. <laughs> <laughs> <For> real. <laughs> What you got laying in the stash that I can tear it into some... Oh, no, he got stuff. No, he got stuff. You got some no, gospel no, no. only pies. Like, no, no, no. You got some gospel only pies that I can turn <laughs> no, no. into some worldly pies? Which... No, no, he got some good R&B for you. Oh, yes, he do. Uh, oh, man. Believe oh, me. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Who's producing? Well, it's my turn, man. Absolutely. You get to call yeah. the producer. Yeah, no, no. He, he, <laughs> get the, he, get the <laughs> he get the producer. No, you did the. No, you did the writer. You said I can do both. but No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I said you can separate them. I'm not getting the middle of that. Go I'm going to let y'all do that. Go ahead. Y'all well, no. <laughs> you, you, how are you going to tell me what I'm going to tell them? I have to go with Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, ain't, I don't think I've heard nothing bad they put out. Oh, yeah. I'm only here. Oh, I mean, they, I mean, they did everything. Oh, my yeah. God. Chord changes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Guys, so I'm just saying, you get them in there, Doc. With the hats on too, why they producing? Come oh on, yeah. Man. yeah, they were maniacs. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yes, they yes. were maniacs. Absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. Yes. Like it, it, it's still not to this day. Nothing yeah. close. Nope. No. Yeah. No. Not them. Mm-hmm. Nothing close. No. Not Jim. You go Jerry. see Janet in concert. Oh yeah. You like ah, got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Producing. Got it. Got it. Yeah, Man, mm-hmm. we were we, we we came up listening to uh, Time mm. and uh, you know Prince and um, that era. That's when stuff was really changing. I think for everybody, stripping mm-hmm. come from from disco yeah. in that era. Mm-hmm. Man, it's Jam and Lewis. Oh yeah, yeah, Lewis, Lewis. <laughs> monsters. 
The time? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Dude. I, and, oh, I got to say, uh, it was hard for me to stay in church because a song came out called Flashlight, We All Right. <laughs> George Clinton. Flashlight. <laughs> Flashlight almost ran about the church. <laughs> how you gonna go to how they gonna play that and then you gotta go singing uh come down jesus on the main line oh what you want tank would have tried energy <laughs> he would have tried it like, okay, so, do some flash how, so some kind how do i give flashlight to be the light how do i give the light <laughs> how would you get to, <laughs> i'd have figured it out i was that guy flashlight at the end of the tunnel <laughs> i played everything in church i wasn't supposed to play i was that guy you pushed it you pushed it. oh push it push it and did the pastor ever stop you and say he was with all of the shenanigans? Was he? He wanted all the smoke. The youth pastor, uh, Reverend Tyrone Petty, saved my life. I was going a whole other direction. Save your life. Save my life. But he was—he met me where I was. He, he's a street guy too from DC. So he understood me and, and right. you know my connection to all of it, which is how I got connected to y'all. Like it just all made sense at the at the right time. You you you're saying exactly the reason why. I believe Commission did what they did. Mm-hmm. We were able to reach people that other people weren't reaching. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like the quartet, the choir yep. people. For that purpose, we were able to reach people. Because we was trying to do time in Prince. Yeah. You know, we was trying to we were trying to get those people that would just got saved that didn't feel like they had an outlet because they mm-hmm. didn't want to sing the old hymns. Mm-hmm. We trying to give them something they can sing. And that's what we did. Mm-hmm. A lot of old hymns we took and <coughs> turned into commission songs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they be like, oh man, that's oh hymns. But the testimonies that we had, fellas, about mm-hmm. people oh my goodness. in college, struggling in college mm-hmm. in your dorm room, don't know where the next meal coming from, trying to take your life. Yep. yep. The testimonies. My my roommate left your album yeah. in the, and I never listened to gospel. And I put it on. Atheists. Listen yeah, to the music. Atheists. And I listened to life it. To God. And yeah. I mm-hmm. and it changed my life. I started running after it. So when people tell us stories like that, mm-hmm. that's the reason why we did this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To get that. Because we saved some some people, turn their life around, didn't kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Testimony like that, man, come mm-hmm. on, man. What's better than that? Yeah. Billion dollars? Nothing. Billion streams? What's better than that? Yeah, nothing. Save somebody's life. Save so somebody's life. We, 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 we live for those moments, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, and so we know that we're leaving that mark. Not just the music mark, because we know that's going to be there. But the mark of people looking back and saying, wow. We look back and say, man, we... We did this, and God was able to get glory out of this, and people's lives were mm-hmm. spared and saved. That right there, mm-hmm. now that's we can just about finish it up right there with that. Save lives. People now who are doctors performing surgeries in their careers, and if it hadn't been for y'all, I wouldn't have made it. So those type of testimonies, man, listen, how much mm-hmm. it costs? We'll pay for it ourselves and go yeah. to get that testimony. Mm-hmm. Right, save somebody and get their life together, man, because that's what it's about for us. You know, Getting the ministry to the places where they need it. That's right. That's what I've always been an advocate for. Streets need it. And that's why you was pushing it. <clears throat> you, you, you wanted the lights and the lights went out. That's why you did that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He came back home for you, though. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. We got one more segment for you, gentlemen. We're going to hold you long, man. Um, but, you know, in all of your all of your travels. <laughs> we have one more segment. That, uh, <laughs> it's going to bless our soul. 
Where you going? I ain't saying no names. Yeah. I ain't saying no names. I ain't saying no names. I ain't saying no names. Where you was? Yeah. Who you was with? What you did? Don't say. Don't say. I ain't saying no names. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched y'all segments. On that one, and I'm trying to figure out. We've been racking our brain on that one, yeah, trying to figure out what we could tell. What's super that, funny? That's super or what's funny. crazy? What's yeah, for us, is, for, for y'all, it would be uh, funny or foolish. All right, funny mm. or foolish. Yeah. <laughs> funny, funny and foolish. Funny and foolish. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're changing words around. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make foolish. it through this. I'm gonna make it through this episode. Come on, I'm gonna make it through this episode. Funny and foolish. I said a bad word. I, you did say I a bad one, word. One. One. But God knows my heart. <laughs> still, a, still a loving atmosphere here. Yeah, it's love. It's love. Listen. No condemnation. <laughs> no condemnation. No judging. No judging. No judging. No judging. None of that. So this segment, if y'all watch the show, it's called I Ain't Saying No Names. Tell us a story, funny or foolish. Or funny and foolish. Mm-hmm. The only rules of the game, you just can't say no names. We know there's some funny and foolish things going on in the gospel world, too. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Y'all, y'all can tell us some stories. Some, are you, listen, if you want to tell us the Stump Down Detroit stories, y'all can tell us that, too. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going to say nothing. We with all of it. Uh, Parks, don't look at me like that. <laughs> okay, Parks said, you want me to do it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we do. This is nice. This, it ain't bad. Yeah, we do. It ain't, this ain't a bad story. Okay, so one of our first flights, we were flying out. Uh, commission was going somewhere on the airplane. And uh, you know, everybody gets settled on. The light goes on. Ding. You went out and moved about the cabin. Blah, 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 blah. Go to the bathroom. So I ain't saying no names. But somebody went to the bathroom in the group. And when they came out, they had a long string of toilet paper <laughs> out the back of their pants. <laughs> no, not on their foot, but out the back of their pants. <laughs> no, I thought it was the foot. No, it was the pants. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I ain't saying no names who it is. But he didn't know it till he got back to the seat that he had that on. And we was like, oh, my God. Took you that boo boo with it. You can't bl- you can't blow up the, the airplane bathroom. Man, listen, you, you gotta hold it. You, I can't. I can't. I can't. You gotta hold. I'm gonna go wherever I go. No, I'm gonna go. No, I'm gonna go. no. I'm gonna tear that airplane apart. I'm gonna tear that airplane apart. I flush it at the same time. I whooped going... many airplanes. Whooped them, and it's scary too because like some of those airplanes got the it's got the suction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta hold yourself because it's trying to pull pull. pull you. No. All right, so what happens when the little lady is waiting? You know how they be waiting now. She show. <laughs> you don't want to go in. Because I'm in here. I'm in here. Because you know I'm in there. I'm I'm settled in. No, it's man. just good you wasn't with commission at that time. Okay, y'all clown. Because I've been in the last row. When you come out of this, I had to get that out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Pause in the name of Jesus. <laughs> but that's one of the things we did. We entertained ourselves with crazy stuff. Um, on you the, got on one, Mitch? I want to go two for two? Or you just, just, 
No, that's come not, on, man. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I agree with that one. You gonna agree with that one? <laughs> <laughs> the toilet paper fumble. Yeah, I'll I whoop. I'll whoop any bathroom. I don't care. White House plane. I don't care. Okay. Out of pocket. My stomach is not gonna be eroding. So you believe it's more room out than in? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Like you this is natural. This flows naturally. Wait till you get off the plane, man. No. The bathroom is this. Have big, you seen bro. the bathrooms in the new Delta airplanes? Man. Fire. No. They really nice. Fire. They're not that nice. They got enough room. No, they don't. Yes, they do. So you did it in the old one though, too. I didn't know. I did it in the train where I was sitting like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, did you wipe your head? Did you wipe your face first? <laughs> no, man. No. And I keep my wipes on me. Just in case. Anybody still dry wiping in 2023, you are out of control. Now that I agree with. You are out of bounds. They and, you, and you probably stink. They wouldn't let me bring mine to uh, security. What, wipes? Yeah. No, when? When I was going through, they went through my base. Oh, we gotta run this through. You gonna take over the plane with some wet wipes? They would not let me. If y'all don't land this plane, <laughs> say, what do you think? You got, I got some cocaine in there, soaked in or something. It's just wipes. You gave, you just gave them the whole suggestion right there. It 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 can happen. It can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to get some Detroit players. I so knew he was going to get some Detroit players. So it was this one time Which, where, where oh. they put the, the, you know what I mean, yeah, in, the, yeah. in the wipes. What you think? They got the whole life. Um, brothers, listen, man. Um, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you, man. And um, thank you for making the trip. You know, thank you for, um, thank you for the information. Thank you for the music you've made. Thank you for the lives you've lived and continue to live. Um, thank you personally for me for changing my life, um, for blessing me in more ways than you could ever imagine. You could ever imagine. And still to this day, I still play them songs and play them albums to this day. And it still make me feel the same way. The same way. I'm, I'm still that wow. kid in ninth grade. Mm -hmm. Like, wow. Listen to this. Mm -hmm. um, I can't thank you enough. We can't thank you enough, man. Yeah. You guys for having us, man. We really appreciate it. Like, yeah. The love right. you guys are showing us, man. We really appreciate it, man. Absolutely. We really do. Yeah. Absolutely. Opening the doors, Doc, and allowing us to sit here and tell some stories, man. And, yeah. You know, it encourages us to, um, to hear stories from people like, like yourselves, artists, doing your own thing out there, man, it, it's encouraging. So we appreciate you. We mm -hmm. really do appreciate you guys, man. And, and uh, we're gonna continue to watch uh, segments and everything you're doing, man. We, mm -hmm. I get something good out of every time I look at, at the shows, man. It's y'all doing your thing, man. Thank, Thank you, brother. Just bleep out my cuss words. Just bleep, yeah. bleep, bleep them out? Yeah, 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 I be out of control sometimes. Well, yeah. the Bible don't say you can't cuss. It says you can't curse. Huh? Oh, a big, oh, okay. A big difference between yeah, be cussing, cussing and cursing. There's a, there's a difference. Come on now. We're getting technical now. Yeah. Spoken from the man himself. Yeah, I don't want to see no <laughs> more comments you just, about my mouth. The permission has been given by permission. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> the permission no, has been given by commission. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Church. Church. Tabernacle.
Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tank. I'm Jay Valentine. And this is the R&B Money Podcast, the authority on all things R&B. And this has been um, a life-changing pod and one of the best days of my life. Y'all make some noise for Mitchell Jones and Carl B. Yeah, yeah. Good to be here, man. R&B Money! R&B Money is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Don't forget to subscribe to and rate our show. And you can connect with us on social media, at Jay Valentine and at The Real Tank. For the extended episode, subscribe to youtube.com forward slash R&B money. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.